listening to Let Her Talk, and I'm your host, Emanuela. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that typical podcast intro, but hey, welcome to Let Her Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time to listen to this episode. But before we begin, as usual, I would like to remind that this podcast is an interview-based podcast where women in our city open up about their issues to empower others. Today's episode, we are talking about internalized misogyny. I had a quick call with one of my good friends, Claudia, and she was able and willing to chat with me. I was amazed by the way she was able to open up and talk about a very harmful event that happened to her early in life. Not only did it shook me, but it made me realize a lot of things. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so nervous. <laughs> nah, you'll be honestly, it's like super chill. Like, just talk like you're talking to me like we're having like a regular conversation, right? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? So my name is Claudia. I am a third year sociology student. That's not a personality trait, but <laughs> that's all you got when you're a student. Um, I've lived uh, in three places so far, which are El Salvador, California, and Calgary. And yeah, I'm here to share some of my experiences. And can you define what it means? What what internalized mis mis how do you even say? Can you pronounce that? Misogyny, internalized yeah. misogyny. Yeah. So what does it mean? So for me, what it means, or for a lot of people, um, misogyny is like that prejudice towards women. You know, like sexism, um, where anything is devalued that's feminine, right? So an example is like when people say, when women even say it, uh, oh, I'm not like other girls. You know, it's like putting down feminine traits when it shouldn't be like that, you know? And why do you think it's such a big issue in society? I think it's a big issue because um, if you think about it, as women, we carry culture as well. Um, And a lot of women who do, let's say, decide to have children, they will uh, carry that forward. Like, they will bring that to their kids. Like, they'll teach the boy, the girl. And it's just, it's a continuous cycle, right? And also, it's toxic for us, like, competing with each other and having that fake sisterhood when we actually can truly support each other and to do better in society, you know? And, like, we already have enough pressure as women so why should other women continue that pattern of, like, sexism, you know? Like, we should be the last person to be making other people, like, other women's lives hard, you know? And where do you think this whole sexism thing started? Um, That's a, a good question, actually. Very complex, like... I don't have the true answer for that. I could be wrong. My, In my opinion, it's obviously started from patriarchy, like from men, um, you know, to have control over women and to fit in 
we've gone along with it, you know, like oppression. That's how it works. The same thing with racism, same thing with homophobia, right? We follow it uh, because it's false power, right? Like if, let's say a woman is sexist to another woman, they assume they're gaining like appreciation for an, from another man, you know, instead of acknowledging that that's not going to give you any power putting down another girl, you know? And in your personal experience, have you ever received any like threats or any like comments coming, like coming from both sides, from both men and women? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, like I find the most common one is like, if you're in a bad mood or, or just, not having a good time, you get asked if you're on your period. Like, that's that's me. I do it myself, and it's so bad. It's such a bad habit because it's like, why does it have to be related to my body? Like, I could, somebody could have passed away, or I'm just having a bad day. Why does it have to be related to my hormones, you know? Um, I For me, it's very misogynistic because it's like, so because I have a period, does that make me emotional or crazy i mean pms is real let's not deny that but i just think using that as a you know like hey what's wrong with you or even um recently i had an aunt call uh for mother's day and i said happy mother's day and in front of my face like on the phone like she knew i was on speaker she just uh, asked about my two brothers and completely ignored that i was there so that's a few examples. Or even women disliking me for dating the guy they like. You know, like, why do you care? Like, you should hate the guy or even, I don't know, like, even I've done it where, um, let's say, a guy chooses another woman. I, I attack the woman instead of the dude, you know? It shouldn't be that way. And why do you think we, we we as women react that way? Um, again, I think it comes from that, like, trying to get approval from men, like thinking that will give you power, that will give you acceptance, that will make you, in general, make you feel better. Like, your value would come from, like, a guy saying, oh, you're awesome, you're cool, like, look at you, you know. Um, and it's easier to attack a woman than a dude, you know, because we, we're on the same level, right? And we also grew up with that mindset, like, oh, she's prettier, so you, you kind of have to, like, one-up her. So I think it always comes down to that. Like, we all grew up with that competitive mindset towards women. So when we see a man in the middle, we assume we have to go after the woman instead of, like, valuing ourselves and being, like, whatever, you know? And your own, like, your own comments and threats, when did they actually begin? When did you notice that first? So towards me, uh, when, I, when I started noticing the misogyny, right? That's what you, your question? Just want to yeah. make sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think when I started noticing, but, you know, I didn't think of it that deep. As a kid, I, I noticed my brothers got different treatments, like, they can go have sleepovers and I can't like, I mean, now that I'm an adult, it makes sense. 
which I don't even think boys should be having sleepovers, but um, it's just like behavior like that I've noticed or like a lot of older women would tell me, hey, when you grow up, keep your eyes open, legs closed. Or um, I had a neighbor get upset with my mom because I was playing with the boys with soccer and I, I was like what six years old and she was assuming I was being sexualized like I was literally just playing soccer you know and that issue wouldn't be anything like nothing they didn't think of anything when the boys were playing you know or I wasn't allowed to play video games with the boys or you know like a lot of it I saw with my brothers be, like being the only girl and having two brothers, it will make it obvious that you get treated dif- differently, you know. But like, do you think they were doing, they were asking that way to protect you? Um, I think the assumption that like women need extra protection is also a problem, right? Like, again, why can't they have the same energy for boys? Like, I get it. Like the sleepover situation. There's many issues with that. Like, if boys go sleep over to a friend's house, we don't know who they're living with. Same with women. Same with girls, right? So the way I see it is, again, you should protect children, but I don't think you should do it differently based on their gender, right? Yeah. And how did you feel when you finally realized those comments? Um, As I grew up, you know, as I, uh, the more I, like, read about like gender indifferent like gender differences and like oppression and stuff it just clicks it's just like oh that happened to me or oh I did that or you know like just that everyday experience that you just start realizing how often it happens right you're kind of blind to it for a bit because you kind of get like blind and desensitized but once you wake up and realize you're like, oh, it's happening right now. Like somebody just said something sexist or I'm being sexist, you know? What was your first emotion? Like, were you like sad? Were you frustrated? Were you trying to understand what was happening? Um, I think frustrated because uh, you you kind of wish you can go back in time and just say, hey, that's not cool, you know? Um, it makes me frustrated because a lot of it can affect people long term. Like this is kind of more intense topic, but like sexual assault, for example, um, that misogyny applies to it because it's like, oh, then why were you there? Or why were you wearing that? You know, like it is dangerous. And that's why it's so frustrating to me that even those microaggressions, like comments and microaggressions or whatever um they may seem small but they they're bigger in society and they it affects us more than we think and that's why I get frustrated it sounds a little intense but it's the reality for me correct me if I'm wrong but you said why you dressed like that right Mm -hmm. yeah at some point were you blaming yourself because of the way you were dressing the way you were looking were you like okay maybe I should like fix myself a little or were you just like or do you think it was coming from them just to like they were just like attacking you some way absolutely I think you kind of fall for that narrative right like you start blaming yourself like yeah they're right I should have not been drunk or oh I should have not 
um, been so friendly or I should have, I don't know. Like you, you do internalize that. Like I don't like showing cleavage, for example. And it's like, I re- as I grew up, I realized it's because I feel like I'm going to be sexualized. And it's like, I, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it's my body and, like, I'm not saying <laughs> wear a bra, you know, like, but hey, if you want to do that. But um, it's just like, I hope I'm making sense. Like, what I mean is you do internalize those comments and you you take action more than you think. You apply them to your life and it does affect you. Mm-hmm. And how did those things impact you or affect you? Like, did it affect you and your family or just you? Um, I I can see it affected, for example, my mom or myself um, or other members of the family. So in, in general, like, not just comments like, oh, why are you wearing that? But it's just like, for example, when I was, like, in middle school, I decided to wear contact lenses, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought they were cute. I mean, they're not that cute. <laughs> you're wearing blue-eyed contacts with your, like, you know. Um, and I was wearing them at a family gathering, and guess who attacked me? It wasn't the men. It wasn't my brothers. It was the women. The women were like, oh, what? You're going to get pregnant at 16. You look like a slut. You look like a skank. Um, you should watch your daughter, like, that's the comments I heard. And as you can see, it obviously affected them because they thought they had to police me for some reason. You know, like I contact lenses equals slutty apparently, you know. <laughs> and I still remember that day and I cried so much that day. And it's like, and I couldn't understand it. I was in middle school. I still, I thought I was a slut because I was wearing contact lenses, you know. Yeah. But do you think they reacted because of, like, the history, like, how they were raised? Like, I'm pretty sure they were older than you, so do you just think they reacted because of the way they were raised in the past? I think so. Yeah, I think that it was the way they were raised. They were raised very, like, um, my culture, like, Latino culture can be very sexist. A lot of cultures are, not just mine, but very patriarchal, very machista. um, So a lot of it does come from that and unfortunately like the women continue it too it sucks (laughs) yeah and just give me one big example that really like impacted your life and made you realize and like something that happened to you and then you ended up changing your way of living oh (laughs) that's a good question um like I don't want to get too like I don't want to trigger any of the audience or anything or like, for example, sexual assault is a big uh, Mm -hmm. issue when it comes to sexism, right? Um, A lot of it, for example, it happened to me as a young person and I blocked it out. I forgot about it because I didn't think it was a big deal. And as an adult, I came to realize that something like that happened and when I did speak about it when I was a teenager, I was shut down. I was told that, oh, it was just a young guy, a boy, like, who cares? Um, maybe 
it wasn't a big deal like you make it seem. And those words hurt me because I never spoke up about that trauma again. And I held it back for years. And I realized that a lot of a lot of people who do get abused, assaulted or whatever, um, those patterns continue replaying as in relationships and friendships uh, and you are very you become a very hurt person and you don't know how to associate like other abusive relationships but they do go back to that assault so once I spoke up again as an adult about this assault um, I've realized a lot of my pain and I realized a lot of my insecurities and how I'm participating in this as well. But for me, that was the most life-changing experience because I like victim blaming is easy. But once you step back and realize that it's better and always, we should always believe the, the victim, that's how my perspective changed, you know? Yeah. And when that happened to you and then you said you were shut down, did you feel alone? Absolutely. I felt alone. I felt like a liar. I felt like um, maybe I was exaggerating. I felt dismissed, you know. Um, I was angry about it. But then I I believe that narrative. Like, oh, yeah, he, they were just a young boy, you know. Um, but I realized that, no, it's not. It shouldn't be that narrative. It shouldn't be. It's my body. It wasn't my choice. It was... Um, it wasn't my fault in general. So for sure, um, I did believe it for a while. It hurt me. But now I'm like, no, it's not my fault. And anybody who's gone through that, it's never their fault. You know. And after that event, was it hard for you to open up? Yes, it was. It was very hard. It still is. It's, it's still very hard for me. Um I used to never even share this experience. I I never told people until last year. I realized the power of speaking up is important um, because a lot of victims come forward that way. Uh, And, yeah, I I never spoke up about it. I Like, if they talked about assault, I shut down. So I'm learning to cope with it. I'm learning to empower other people to know that it's never their fault and that they they can part of healing is not being a victim but a survivor, you know? Yeah. And why was it hard for you to open up? Like I know you say you got shut down, but was there any other reason for you to like not open up and not give it a second chance? Um, it was again that narrative that I thought I was like exaggerating and I didn't wanna like get anyone in trouble. I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't want to bother anybody with my issue, right? Um, Also, I went to therapy when I was younger, when I came out about this situation. And the therapist herself said that it wasn't a big deal. And ever since then, I never went back to therapy. And I realized that that woman herself didn't bother to hear the full story, right? So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I feel you. I feel you. Right? It's um, it's an example that other women are applying it, right? So instead of, like, 
she didn't even ask for details, nothing. She just said, what happened? Um, I just gave her an example, and she just said, oh, it's not a um, boys will be boys kind of answer, you know? And not all therapies are perfect, I guess. <laughs> Why do you think women deal with that, with those, like, sexual issues, sexual harassment, the pressure from, like, the past? and all, Like, why do you think we deal with those issues? I think a lot of it, like, again, I don't want to dismiss the fact that men also get sexually abused and sexually yeah, assaulted. Sure. Um, but for sure it happens at a larger rate for women. Um, I think it comes from how we're objectified, how we're seen as, like, commodities almost, you know, mm-hmm. that we are here to please men, they're not here to please us kind of situation. And a lot of rapists and assaults, they don't do it for sexual pleasure, they do it to gain power. So, again, it's a power balance. It's a, a, a issue of power, for sure, and that's why it happens to women at a, at a higher rate, you know, because of that issue of power, that uh, commodity and they think we owe them our bodies like these are people that do commit assault you know yeah and looking back is there anything you would change um for sure like continuing to speak up and keep fighting for what I believe is wrong and in general I think I want to continue doing that for others. So uh, basically the power of knowledge, power of speaking up, power of knowing that it's not your fault. I wish I did that differently. And Mm -hmm. how how are you dealing with it at this moment? Like, how are you dealing with it now? Um, Ever since, like, I came up, like and discussed it and talked about it and um, actually it happened in a class uh I feel less scared I feel less anxious like I don't shake or cry when I just talk about that experience um like in general I try to take it day by day and I'm still learning a lot of myself and how that affected me uh so right now, basically, I'm going through a healing process, and it feels like I just, like, it just happened since I, like, unraveled all of this, you know, situation and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking it day by day, trying to heal, become a better person myself, and um, finding strength, to be honest. Uh, and, and, again the main thing I'm doing is seeing my patterns and how that situation affected the rest of my relationships in the, in the present and in the past. And when you move a relationship, do you mean like friendship with other girls or like with boys as well or both? Um, with girls and boys, mainly with boys. Uh, I realized that I fell into abusive relationships when I was younger, like boyfriends that, you know, we're pretty abusive, and I know a lot of it came from that insecurity, from that lack of value and worth in myself, and it, and I do relate it back to that initial abuse. So mainly with men, with women, I tend to be more supportive and more comfortable, 
but um relationship wise i'm not i'm not there yet you know <laughs> mm-hmm. just going back to one of the comments you said you mentioned that when people say like why are you on your period things like that what are some other mm-hmm. comments that we like people would say to us but we would just take it as a joke can you just name us a few um yeah for sure so like uh even have you noticed like the whole topic of body counts like oh what's your body count like that we hold so much value to that and why should we like uh whoever wants to sleep with many people that's their problem or if if they don't they don't like um or oh you're not like other girls that's one that's the most common one i find mm-hmm. um or like wow you're so slim you're so like curvy or um, we do fat shame in a way, like, oh, you lost weight. Like, we think it's, like, a complete compliment. Like, what if the person's trying to gain weight, you know? Mm. So, right? Like, or, oh, you're crazy, but it's not, like, just because you're showing emotions, you know? Yeah. Or or if you shoot your shot, like, you're being, you're being desperate. And like, why can't we shoot our shot? You know, <laughs> <laughs> get it. But how were you able to define what was a joke and what was actually said to harm you? Because I know there's a whole bunch of girls out there that can't define like what's a joke and what to actually take serious. How do you? How were you able to define it? See, like that's the hard. That's the hard part, right? Because when these things happen, sometimes they catch you off guard. And you're just like, oh, they were just joking. And then you go home. I'm trying to think of a half compliment, half insult. Like, oh, wow, you're very, very uh, smart for for a woman. You know, like, oh, um, you're not dramatic like other girls. Uh, that one I find is like underlying compliment half. Like, what do you mean dramatic like other girls? Like, what being like other women is a problem like we're all individuals right mm-hmm. um like that one for sure i find is the most common one like oh you're you're not dramatic you're not crazy like other girls or you're so fun you're actually funny like a lot of girls are not funny you we, know? we are hilarious the girls exactly are i've heard so many times or like if you like sports it's like oh my god such a big deal oh that one that one harms me that one annoys me so much like that one annoys like i play rugby right you know i play rugby and then like Mm -hmm. rugby such a man in quotation manly sport like it's so frustrating we tell someone oh yeah what sport do you play oh i play rugby and they look at you like wait what you i'm just like yeah me yeah seriously it's so annoying i find that one the most common or, like, let's say a woman like anime. Oh, my God, it's such a big deal. And some women use that as a personality trait. Like, oh, um, I like anime or sports and other for these men or other women to be like, wow, she's so cool, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you, we don't hear guys saying, I like anime to show off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And like those girls that are using those stretch to shop, do you think they, do you think they do it consciously, or do you think they're just doing it just to impress without even knowing what's the like the side effect, like the after effect of it? 
I think definitely they're doing it harmlessly. Like they don't do it on purpose. I think that's just what they know. Um, they don't realize that it's. I don't know if you heard the term "pick me," but it's like "pick me." I guess it's very like, oh, um, look at me. I'll shame other women and I'll like pick me instead. But it's like they don't realize they're doing it for validation to feel like oh, look, I'm pretty, I'm cute, like, choose me. But it's like, um, no, you're harming yourself while you're at it, you know. Like, again, I've done it. We all do it. I still do it. Mm-hmm. And if you are doing it, just maybe if it's, if it's not a big deal to you, good for you. But I, I'm telling you it's harmful for, for yourself and for others. What if someone doesn't know they're being sexualized, right? How mm-hmm. would, how would you help that girl? Like, what tip would you give her? Like, hey, listen, maybe you're being sexualized. Maybe you should take that in consideration. Like, yeah. How can you help her define that? That's a good question, actually. Um, I'm thinking of, like, you know, when guys try and shoot their shot, like, wow, I love your body. Oh, you have such nice, like, rack or, like, that actually happens. And it's like, why do they think it's okay to say that? That's, like, full-on sexualized. Like, it's okay if you've had a rapport with a person and, you know, you're flirting, whatever. But if that's their initial, like, hey, what's up? Your body's hot. Like, that's full-on. You're an object. Like, you're not even... They're not even thinking of getting to know you as a person. They're just thinking of what, what you can offer, you know? That's my opinion, again, like... You don't have to share it, but I would say if I see that, I would kind of be like, eh, that's kind of a douchebag move. Or um, I don't know if you've had dudes ask for nudes right away. <laughs> it's like, exactly. But, like, there's dudes that will do that. And it's like, oh, how did you ask how my day was? You know? <laughs> so I would say those are examples that you're being sexualized in a way that you might not notice like you might think it's cute but it it could be like they're not considering your own feelings like it's just your body so sounds extreme but hey we don't pick up on these things (laughs) and do you think at some point all these sexualization of women do you think it's gonna stop at some point um i wish i could say yes I wish I could say no, but like yes or no, whatever. That that was contradictory. Sorry. Um, I mean, I hope it does stop for the health of everybody, like everybody, including men. Um, I don't know to be honest. That's uh, it's kind of like the question, like, will racism stop? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. Probably not, unfortunately, and. Same with sexism. Like, people want to hold on to their power, and they don't want to let go of that power. So I don't know if we will... Like, we came a long way as women. We do come a long way, but there's still a lot of steps forward that we can take, and this is one of them. And what do you think we should do? We as women, we should do... Like, let's leave the boys aside. We know the boys. We know what they do. Let's just leave it aside <laughs> for a second, all right? 
between us women, because I know, like you said, some women will like, like for example, we with the, when you wear your contact lenses. Yeah. Like us between women, what do you think we should do to stop our like uncon like I'm sure some of them are not conscious of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think we can help each other stop that like sexualization sexualization thread that's going on? Um, I would also think as women, we need to stop policing each other, like on appearance, on body, on body hair, on sexual behavior, you know, like slut shaming is number one, like, oh, she's a slut, she's a hoe, she's like, slept with this dude, she slept with that dude, or she wears shorts or whatever. Um, That's the number one I think we need to stop doing. Like, we already have that pressure from even our parents, you know, like they're, in a way, they police us, like, who are we going to marry, who are we going to have, like, um, who we're hanging out with. Why do we need that from our own friends, from other women? Like, um, why do you care? Like, it's not affecting you as a person. So I would say, number one, but shaming needs to stop. Like, as women, we we don't gain anything from it. Like, it's none of our business. Nobody's paying <laughs> Like, they're not paying your bill, whatever. It's not affecting our rights. Like, why should we care, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the number one, I would say. But like I said before, what if that person's just trying to protect you, you know? Like, do you think they need to set some boundaries? Because I'm pretty sure, like, we're all trying to protect each other. We're probably going to – you're probably going to tell me something that happened to you to help me out, but I'm for sure I'm probably not going to listen. It's rather I'm going to listen to you or I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know what should this girl say. She's just telling me some stuff for me not to do, whatever, but I, it's my yeah. life, right? How do you set that boundary to listen to that person and say, hey, listen, this is what I'm telling you is for your own good? Oh, yeah. But, like, how do you how do you set that boundary? So, like, I do see your point. Like, I completely agree where you can look out for somebody. That's number one. Like, hey, that dude gives me the creeps. Be cautious, you know? That's different than being like, oh, you slept with two dudes? Wow, you slept with ten? Like, that's different. Like, what I'm saying is slut-shaming is different than looking out for each other. Like, looking out for each other, in my opinion, is like, like I said, like, seeing the red flag in another person and being like, to your friend or your cousin or whatever, and being like, hey, like, that person gives me the vibes. Like, I don't know if you should you'll be safe around them um but coming from a loving place not from a competitive place not from a wow he's a good looking she can't have him i want him no from a place from actual concern not from competition or from shaming that's what i mean Mm -hmm. and just going on that competition thing you think competition is such a big deal for us like between us women oh absolutely um i think we compete with each other, even if we don't admit it. Like, oh, she has, let's say, she has the new shoes, and I, I, I don't, I can't think of a good example, but <laughs> we do do that in a way. Like, even if we don't do it now, we did it in the past. Like, mm-hmm. if you had a crush on a dude and they end up liking your friend, you kind of resent your friend, and it's like it's not her fault. Like. The dude likes her. Why should you be mad at her? Like, you should be happy for her, you know? Um, That's an example of how we compete with each each other. Like, oh, she has, like, 
she has this hair and I have this hair or she got that job. And instead of being happy for each other genuinely, you know, and why do you think we compete against each other so much? Like, like why is it such a big thing for us? Uh, again, I think because it's the easiest way. It's the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing we can do because they're like we see women as on our same level, and we're just like. And we also grew up with that mentality. Like, for example, I have a cousin I don't talk to that much because it was like competition. Like, oh, she's in a better school. Oh, she's like has her life together oh she has this like they pin us against each other and that's all we know you know like that's why we gossip behind each other's backs that's why we like backstab each other we're like sometimes we can be so petty just because we just want to one up the person like ever get like I've been petty towards a person just because they pissed me off and but there was something about them that I wanted. And I realized that after, you know, that I'm like, oh, it's maybe because I'm jealous or maybe because she's an easy target, you know. And I think that's what we do it, to be real, you know. Mm-hmm. And how how do you think we can fix it, like, among us women? Like, what's the way to fix this? Um, I would say doing the inner work, doing that work, um, realizing how you're conditioned. And, like, when you see yourself doing it, kind of ask yourself why you're doing it. Like, let's say you go and call a woman a slut or skank or laugh at her body hair or her weight. Just realize, like, why am I doing this? Is it self-hate? Is it um, because it's actually gross? Like, why am I upset at this woman or... In general, why am I mad? So I would say that's the first step. Like, I'm not perfect. Again, I'm still working on my own misogyny. But for sure, acknowledging your own biases and your own prejudice against women, even against yourself. And like you said, so the first step would be realizing what you're doing, right? What? Yeah. What, what this... What would be the second step? Um, Applying it, like applying it. Uh, For example, you see a friend in need or a stranger, like a woman. Like You should do that in general, I say. But like supporting each other in small ways, like checking in on that person you haven't heard from, like that woman you haven't heard from. I like to apologize to people I've hurt, to be honest. Like, that's another way I try and heal from this. Like, let's say if I hurt a woman for something stupid, I try and reach out and and make amends. If it's something that I knew it was related to that woman competition, I know it sounds extra, but, like, that's the way I'm healing, trying to heal from it or being more of an ally you know, just hearing them out, uh, considering their situation, because every woman has a different situation based on, like, gender, race, religion, right? Also considering that when you're trying to relate. So I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And what would you tell someone that doesn't care about this whole 
sexualization of women that is just that for them? Like, it just flies by in their head. Like, what would you tell them? Uh, you know, we're going to win some. We're going to lose some. Um, I think if you're hearing this and you're rolling your eyes, like, oh, it's so extra, um, it will affect you one way or the other more than you think. Uh, it probably still affects you every day more more than you realize. So I think it's an important topic to consider and maybe think back on how you've done it or people done it to you and how it's hurt you. Um, and if you don't want to act on it, that's, that's on you. But for sure, just consider how it's affecting you as well. Do you think <laughs> at this moment, this whole sexism, do you think it's decreasing? Um, no, I don't think so, to be honest. I think it's gotten better for women, but depends on who we're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, for I think it's gotten better for, like, we have rights, we can vote, we can drive, we can have ownership of houses or whatever we want. But I still think we're, we have a long way to go especially regarding assault, especially regarding sexualization of women, of little girls and all that. Um, I think we still have a long way to go. Again, please, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We're all in this together. And um, I know it sounds very like mushy, mushy, like, oh, sisterhood, but it's true. We should stick together and help each other out. And... Uh, yeah, I hope it inspires somebody out there. I'm a hundred percent sure it will. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. Alright, well that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and once again a big thank you to Claudia for opening up and sharing her story. Hope to see you guys next week. And as usual, stay well, stay safe, stay home, and may God bless you.